Welcome to another episode of Strange Matters Podcast. Here at Strange Matters, we discuss everything that is bizarre, mysterious, and unexplained. Today, I'm your host, Ethan, with my co-host, Sean. On this episode, we will be discussing a compelling yet controversial subject. Did Adolf Hitler survive World War II? That's right. When this subject was first brought up, I almost thought it was a joke. When you actually look into it, there's there's some credence and a little bit of clues here and there. Alright, so before we get to the conspiracy side of things... Or, or the arguments as uh, the for and against. Right. Let's go over, for those who aren't World War II history buffs, the uh, assumed facts leading up to the fall of Berlin and Hitler's last stand. So, Germany, 1945, the end of World War II. Hitler made his last official appearance in public on his birthday, April 20th, before retreating for the last time into his bunker. Now, the Battle of Berlin was the last major offensive of the European theater in World War II. During this time, both U.S. forces and the Soviets were racing to get to Berlin first. As it so happened, the Russians arrived there first. By the 23rd of April, the Red Army had completely surrounded Berlin, Two and a half million Soviet troops completely encircled the German capital. Now, Russia, yes, they got there first, but America wasn't too far behind. Yeah. So Ber- Berlin has a river kind of next to it as it's uh, as you're going eastbound, as if you were heading to Russia. Uh, there's a river that cuts through, and then Berlin's on the other side. So America was right there. Yeah. And then Russia, I guess, you know, is already yeah, they, they, they surrounded that, the city. They wanted to lay claim to that victory. <laughs> With that said, the Russians had the capital completely surrounded and just cut off any lanes of escape and began to just bombard the city with endless artillery. So during this time, Adolf Hitler was commanding the depleted German forces from his subterranean bunker complex known as the Führer Bunker. And here Hitler married Eva Braun in late April, shortly before his death. Or alleged death. That's right. <laughs> uh, on April 30th, 1945, after intense street-to-street combat involving the Germans and the Soviets, the Soviets pushed to within a few blocks of the Reich Chancellery. Hitler committed suicide by shooting himself while his new wife, Eva, bit into a cyanide capsule. Much of the evidence for Hitler's death comes from eyewitness testimonies. There was quite a few people who, while they didn't actually witness Hitler, actually physically pulled the trigger as he was alone in the room with Braun, did hear the gunshot and saw the bodies being taken away. Their bodies were carried up the stairs and through the bunker's emergency exit to the bombed-out garden behind the Reich Chancellery where they were placed in a bomb crater and doused with petrol. Gasoline for the layman's terms. Right. The corpses were then set on fire. The last remaining German troops and commanders in Berlin then surrendered on May 2nd. That's right. So those are what are considered the accepted facts of the fall of Berlin and Hitler's death. Now we're going to do kind of two segments of the show. The first is going to be debating basically any chance that Hitler had of escape and whether it is a possible scenario or if Hitler died. And after that, we were going to be discussing if Hitler, in fact, did manage to escape. How did he do it, and where did he go? So, Sean, why don't you take away for the against argument of Hitler making it out? All right, so this segment will give my arguments for why I believe Hitler did kill himself and did not escape and survive World War II. So one of the most obvious reasons is that Berlin was just completely encircled by the Red Army. You know, two and a half million troops. 
they, they just had that city completely locked down. They were just bombarding with artillery. No one was getting out. Several other high-ranking Nazi officials tried to escape, but died in the attempt. So, I mean, how would Hitler be able to get out? I mean, you might have something later on, but to me, it just seemed like they nothing was getting out of that city alive. Right. As for him committing suicide, Hitler's personal assistant was one of the first to enter the room, and later on gave a very detailed account of the situation, down to even how the bodies were positioned in death. And then Hitler's secretary saw his men carry Hitler's body out of the room, and then looked inside the room, seeing the blood stain on the carpet from his headshot wound. Per his orders, Hitler and Eva Braun were taken out to the guard and quickly cremated, so their bodies cannot be found by the Soviets. Yeah, because the last thing uh, Hitler wanted was to be captured by either Soviet or just um, enemy forces in right. general. I mean, he had, he had heard just recently before this what happened to Mussolini in Italy. Yeah. Um, just him and his whole camp basically just publicly ex- executed. So, yeah. Even, not just him, he didn't want his uh, soldiers to surrender or anything like that. Yeah. He wanted to fight to the last minute. Yeah, basically anyone in talks of the surrender at that time would be branded a traitor. So the whole bunker complex was just heavily bombed in shell, and so no fully intact bodies at the scene would ever be recovered. However, according to a Soviet report and later testimonies in West Germany, Hitler's dentist Hugo Blaschk and his technician identified the dental remains of two corpses as those of Hitler and Eva Braun. Now, you could say that he, he could somehow fake these reports. One or could easily say that. You could say that. <laughs> Be that as it may, several people, there's a record that's saying that the dental records match. Beyond that, it is theorized now from modern doctors kind of looking back and seeing videos and uh, reading his physician's notes that Hitler was suffering from pretty bad Parkinson's disease. And he definitely suffered from asthma and stomach ailments and ulcers. It's pretty obvious in some of the videos that he has a a tremor in his left hand, or he's trying to hold that, that left hand from shaking. Is that, is that why he's so, like, charismatic in his speeches? He, he's, like, throwing arms <laughs> everywhere. Kind no, of, that, kind of that, was, that was before this disease, like, really took effect. Oh, okay. This is, if you look at some of the, the later videos, you know, he's kind of shumbling forward. He always seems to be holding his left hand or holding something in his left hand so mm-hmm. to keep it stationary. So, yeah, I mean, you compare his earlier videos where he's going crazy at the speech podium. Right. This, the, this is the first time that I've heard uh, Parkinson's being a possibility. Yeah, definitely, definitely look it up. Um, it seems pretty likely. I've looked into a couple of sources on it. Yeah, so by the time Berlin was being invaded, Parkinson's disease had just wrecked his body and clouded his decision-making process. So those suffering from Parkinson's can also suffer from cognitive disease disorders that include a lack of imagination, spontaneity, difficulty making decisions, and general apathy. So this kind of shows why, towards the end of the war, Hitler was... His military commands just weren't making any sense. Yeah. Um, he was stubborn, he wasn't listening to any advice, and his orders just... They were just too rigid. Yeah, th- th- there was some research that I did a long, long time ago uh, involving, I think it was either a British or a French attack. This is when Germany occupied France. Right. And Patton was involved, but Patton, this was after Patton had, uh, like, I think, uh, made contact with one of his uh, soldiers. Mm -hmm. So he was then put on restriction. So uh, instead of being in the glorify, you know, in the battle, he was at a camp that had inflatable tanks and uh, armored vehicles and all that to make it look like that he was uh, set to attack at this particular right. location. old decoy. Yeah. And then Hitler saying, you know, 
it has to be coming from here because Patton is he put all his troops right there and yeah. then, uh, the American troops came from another location yeah. and then just swept. Yeah, I mean, it's just the, I mean, in D-Day, the famous story that the Germans respond so slowly because they couldn't wake Hitler up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so I mean, definitely the last two years of the war, just Hitler should not have been in command. Yeah. Luckily for us, he was, so we were able to <laughs> win that war. Yeah, so I mean, if Hitler did have Parkinson's disease, I doubt that he would have the mental capacity to plan some kind of daring escape. Even if he did manage to get out of the city, I don't think he would have lasted long at all and just would have wasted away both physically and mentally before his near and inevitable death. Okay, so lastly, let's say somehow he did escape and he wasn't at all affected by Parkinson's like we believe. I mean, Hitler was a a psychopath and an egomaniac. I doubt he would have been content just to hide away in some South African or South American village for the rest of his life, you know, and remain quiet. You you would have heard something from him. We're talking about the man that attempted to build a thousand-year Reich here and create a master race while simultaneously trying to exterminate another race. You know, I I just think if there's any way Hitler escaped, he wouldn't have been able to contain himself just hiding out somewhere. You don't think someone with that kind of mindset, though, would find a way to escape? Maybe... Later on, you know, plans didn't work out. But like I said, I mean, he had, mindset. I think he was too stubborn. I mean, all his troops, he was saying, like, don't surrender. Don't even fall back, fight to the death. He just had that. I, I think he just pretty much resigned himself at that point that he was going to die and just. Just bit the bullet. Yeah. <laughs> Figuratively <laughs> and literally. <laughs> all right. So those are all my, some of the arguments I just came up with why I believe, just from what I've read and researched, why Hitler actually did kill himself. Okay, let, let me lay some. Let's, uh, let's expand a little bit further. So uh, let me lay some possibilities down here for you and alter y'all's mind that you've been so adept to learning in history and classes since you were growing up. All right. So for the next part of this episode, we're going to go with the possibility of what if Hitler actually survived Berlin and managed to escape. So it's time to put on your suspenders of disbelief. <laughs> And your tinfoil hat. So here we go. Ethan, take it away. All right. So if Hitler survived, how did he escape and where did he go? Briefly, to uh, combat some forensic evidence, a skull fragment uh, with a bullet hole found outside Hitler's bunker and kept in Russia's federal archives in Moscow. Uh, also, his remains were supposedly in the Kremlin. Mm-hmm was for decades believed to be that of Hitler. However, in 2009, samples of the skull were DNA tested at the University of Connecticut by archaeologists and bone specialists. It was found to be that of a woman aged 40, or slightly under 40. Maybe Braun herself. Right. I mean, the Russians never claimed that this bullet hole in the, in the skull was their only or even major piece of evidence for Hitler's body. As I mentioned before, it was pretty much that uh, the pieces of his lower jaw, I believe, that they were able to use dental records to confirm that the bones belonged to him. Confirm, and I put that in the air quotes. Right. I mean, th- this German officials, to make sure they're, I mean, those that were loyal to the Fuhrer would make sure that, hey, yes, he did uh, die in this way, maybe set things low, Possibly later on, years to come, he makes a reappearance, and right. the the world has changed again after that. He's still pulling the strings there. Yes, behind the scenes. Also among the compelling proof that Hitler faked his own death is the fact that his body was recorded by the Russians as being five inches shorter than the uh, dictator's recorded height, who was then five foot six inches. 
Or they could have just found the wrong body. Uh, that, I mean, all like all those bodies were either burnt or blown uh, apart. There's only so. two bodies, right? No, I believe there were like there were many A group of them. Yeah, fra- like pieces of different bodies. Like I said there wasn't any like intact. At least that's what I I've, I believe. You I, took for that, yeah. All right, I'll I'll, I'll let that slide right. So in 2014, just what a year and a half ago. Let's yeah. say a year because we're just getting into 2016. Here. All right. By executive order, the FBI declassified over 700 documents uh, containing a number of alleged sightings of Hitler among, along with conspiracy theories of his escape from Germany. The FBI stated that information within these documents pertaining to the escape and sightings of Hitler cannot be verified. Yeah, that's right. I've heard a good number of people make a big deal about these FBI reports and point like, you know, hey, the FBI was looking for him. But basically when you look into these reports, there's, there's no secret smoking gun. The documents that are class- declassified was more just a compilation of reports of people who had claimed to have seen him uh, without actually physical proof of him. Some of these could be credible uh, informants, though. Right. Well, that's, that's just to give everybody a little sample of the type of people that were giving uh, information to the FBI. Here's a, a few sightings. Um, so Hitler was supposedly located in an underground complex beneath a ranch in Argentina. Hitler was spotted in... German Switzerland because he couldn't be bothered to learn a foreign language. A Mrs. Jones from Charlottesville, Virginia, claimed that she saw a man who looked suspiciously like Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Alright, that that one that yeah. one may be the other two I could <laughs> what I can understand a little yeah. bit. Definitely the first one because I'll get into po- you know yeah. possibilities of Argentina being related to. Second one, okay. Third one, let's just throw that out there. Yeah, that's... That's somebody off their rocker. No one, yeah, Hitler being treated by a Spanish doctor, a man who worked at a shipyard, claims that Hitler is currently working as a butler. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think I need to go on. I just wanted to point out that these are just, you know, claims of sighting, nothing more. They, they, they don't actually have uh, physical proof. It was just the claims they were getting that they were investigating. Right. Uh, along with these 700 declassified documents, though... A secret memo from the director himself at the time who created the FBI, J. Edgar Hoover, declared that American army officials in Germany have not located Hitler's body, nor is there any reliable source that we will definitely say that Hitler is dead. True. I mean, we're, I mean, at this point, we were relying on the Soviets' word for it just because they did get their first. And they got their team. first, they saw the remains, and they took them away before we even got there. Yeah, so it was a while before we actually got official claims about the Hitler supposedly body found. Or all right, so uh, are you ready for this? Yep. Here, here is my uh, guess or my my synopsis on yeah. how he's got a little map here of where his uh... yeah how Hitler got out of Berlin and eventually out of Germany itself right. into a safe haven. So as Sean mentioned, Hitler retreated to the Fuhr bunker. So from there, that that was. So he was seen April 20th, so let's say he went down April 21st. Right. Under Berlin, there's a... It's almost as big as Berlin itself, Mm -hmm. the uh, amount of tunnels that is underneath the city. Yeah, yeah. So you got all these dark and intricate set of tunnels. That one that doesn't have a map or doesn't know the tunnels themselves could get easily lost in. So, I mean, one could easily weasel around and you know hide from those that were looking in the tunnels if they were even if, even if they found the tunnels i was gonna say i mean i don't even know if the, the soviets were aware of the 
subterranean complex or the extent of how much how many tunnels these, these were. I saw I saw a stat somewhere. I I can't remember exactly the factual base, but for every amount that you saw above ground, there was like three times that underground, yeah. that particular location of tunnels and bunkers and all that. Yeah. So I mean, it was the city. They went overboard with that. Yeah. Uh, so from the tunnels, Hitler's objective was to reach Tempelhof Airport. So when uh, he was going through the tunnels, people these days are researching how Hitler could have possibly gone out there. They were able to get within 200 yards of the airport based on the tunnels that they followed. They then found a secret tunnel within the current subway line that runs through close to the airport. Uh, in one of the walls that takes you straight towards uh, Tempelhof Airport. Right. So this was the last German strong, one of the very last German strongholds. Since it, I mean, th- this is a transportation. This is your way out. Yeah, it's your last escape yeah. path, really. And apparently, there was a mass exodus of German officials on April twenty-first. So I mean, one day after Hitler's last scene. Yeah. On this day, eight planes were apparently loaded with the Fuhrer's personal belongings. Now, why... Yeah, you think unless there was something classified or secret, they wouldn't bother to take Hitler's stuff away. Yeah. Unless for some reason he was ranting and raving and told them that he doesn't it, want the... It, he doesn't it, want the, the... If I were to commit suicide, take um, take my belongings away know, to some distant land. He just couldn't stand the thought of some Russian getting his <laughs> commie hands on his nice little... German trinkets. <laughs> so then, uh, from there, he's that's that's it. He's out of Germany. Right, and, hops and on like, a plane. Yeah, or... he he's gone. So from there, he lands in Spain. Now, the significance of Spain, even though that Spain declared neutrality in World War II, the Spanish dictator Francisco Franco and Hitler were very close allies, as that Hitler helped Franco in the Spanish Civil War just years prior, overthrowing the the current government that was there and th- then thrusting Franco into power. Right. I mean, a lot of people forget that before Hitler went kind of full crazy during World War II, I mean, he had a lot of political connections to other countries around. I mean, even some Americans, like in the late 1930s, before people realized, you know, the extent of what he was doing. Um, so it's definitely, while they the country itself claimed neutrality, you definitely see why some of the political leaders who knew Hitler or Hitler helped out had some ties with him. Right. So then there were these things called rat lines. The, these were uh, passed through Spain or anywhere that could uh, guide German officials or people that they deem worthy to uh, help them escape that area. So these rat lines were apparently supported by the Red Cross. We all know that. And then the Catholic Church. We definitely know that. Now... The Catholic Church is significant in the fact that many Catholics at that time actually supported Hitler because they didn't like the idea of, uh, I guess, Stalin willing or winning. Right. So. It's like the lesser of two evils or something? That's exactly where I was going. So how would you like to have that decision where, all right, Hitler or Stalin? Hitler killed over 14 million people. Stalin, as uh, you mentioned earlier today, yeah. killed 25 million German civilians. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people forget, yeah, that German civilians were the biggest casualty group in the whole war. Yeah, 25 million. Yeah, I mean, and, and Stalin, I mean, he killed his own people. So, yeah, it's 
you're in a bad spot when you need to pick Hitler <laughs> over Stalin. Listen. It's choosing or, or being between a rock and a hard place in that, in that one. Yeah. I, I could not imagine yeah. choosing between two strong dictators. Which one would I rather go for? <laughs> but anyway, the Catholic Church, uh, or not the Church itself, but uh, the Catholics people. in general, yeah. uh, most sided with Hitler. These officials were disguised as priests and monks as they were escaping through these rat lines. The rat line, or the rat line Hitler may have took is, let's say the plane lands in Spain. There, he then uh, covertly, as a priest or a monk, makes his way to uh, this place called a Samos Monastery. This was a major hub for German officials to escape. The monastery was an underground railroad for for these people. Right. There was a guy by the name of Abbot Marrow or Morrow who worked at Samos and was had close ties with Franco. So there, there's Franco's name again. Franco, yeah. Hitler, Morrow. I mean, it, it's just asking for Hitler to, you know, show up there and takes uh, refuge while he, you know, rests or yeah. and gets on with his next journey. The monastery also provided false documents for Germans to help them escape. There was an eyewitness either as a janitor or something. He, I don't think he was a monk. He was like 18 at the time. Right. Who worked at Samos and uh, claims he saw Hitler May 1st. I was going to say, I mean, of all the disguises that you think Hitler would go under, priest is one of the <laughs> last ones in my mind. I just can't imagine Father Hitler or something. <laughs> well, I, I don't think he would go by Hitler himself, but yeah. yeah. I, I, I think the uh, the guy said also that he didn't have his infamous mustache oh, or his stash. Yeah. So, I mean... That's where it, his power comes from. <laughs> That in itself could hide him quite a bit. I mean, that, yeah, that's that's a, that's a signature look. Yeah, you, know? you just take that away, and then he he may he's be gone. Just, he's just some guy wiped off the map. Yeah, the monastery also contained secret tunnels that went into the monastery and led further out into wherever you may go. Right. So from there, have him go to Vigo, which is a port in Spain. Hop on a U boat. You're off. <laughs> See you later. So as you mentioned earlier. Hitler, now, I don't agree, or I don't disagree, but I never heard of Parkinson's. But, as you mentioned, he had asthma and other stomach ailments. Yeah, he's definitely worse for wear towards the end of the war. Right, so someone is not going to make that U-boat trip from Spain to South America. He's got to have a stop in between. Yeah. So in comes the Canary Islands. Which were Spanish territory also. Yeah, it was a Spanish territory. It's all connected. <laughs> I, like I told you, man, I'm, I'm spitting truth here. <laughs> or alleged truth. Not prior to, or definitely prior to his escape, but it wasn't his escape that led on to this conversation with Franco. But he talked with Franco and Spain in general that could the Germans use the Canary Islands for their operations. And then Franco, of course, agreed to this. Now, how Spain is still considered a neutral you know, country in this war, I don't know, but well, I guess they definitely they, had German ties. Yeah, I mean, I guess because they weren't actively taking up arms, you know, they weren't actually fighting or anything. They were able to remain neutral. Right. I mean, really, for the I mean, the Allies, they were saying, you know, we're neutral, but then they might have been helping a little bit with the Germans, but it's kind of all hush-hush, so. Well, here, here's your little hush-hush here. U-boats were able to dock at the Canary Islands, where they were able to then restock with ammunition and supplies while also allowing the sailors to recoup 
after being under, you know, this rough seas and all that for an extended amount of time. Come on, come on now. I mean, this is German written all over it, and easily Hitler could have gone here without any opposition. Germans, or U-boats in general, coordinated their arrivals and departures using enigmas. I don't know if many people are familiar with enigmas, but these were German decoding instruments at the time that took Americans or Allied people the longest amount of time to decode and figure out what was going on and break the code and figure out what German strategy was. These were almost unbreakable, and then it it just it took forever. But we finally did it, and that's probably how we started making the turn. Yeah. From there, the Canary Islands. It's still a, a lot. I mean, you're going across the pond, as the English would say. <laughs> but he eventually makes it to South America, Argentina specifically, in a U-boat. Okay. So in Argentina, you know, you're a fugitive. You you move in town to town. So he he lands. I mean, a, they're not gonna. They're not noticing this old, angry German guy. Well, he might not be old and angry at the time. He doesn't have a stash, <laughs> and you know he he's trying to stay. He's, I'm just wondering how many Germans were in Argentina at the time. There, there were actually. I mean, Argentina was a go-to for Germans, oh. German refugees or German officials. I mean, this. It was, it was a common thing for Germans to freaking show up here. Okay, well, I guess that makes sense. Then. Allegedly, or supposedly, uh, Hitler landed in a small town called San Antonio Oeste, where there was this guy named Lawson. Mm-hmm. So Lawson was very Nazi-supportive, and he was also loaded in the cash. So what do you need as a fugitive? You need you, you need that money. You need a sponsor. Exactly. So there, there you go. There's a good start. And then he moves to uh, a secluded town in Barloche. And he's just going place to place. There's this place in La Falda, the Einkorn Estate. Mm-hmm. He doesn't stay in the hotel, but he stays in the personal house of the Einkorns. And then he moves to uh, a jungle lair in uh, Misiones. Where, I mean, all throughout these places, especially Misiones... It's just rubble right now, currently, but there they found German money, or Nazi money, right. with the swastika and everything, mm-hmm. and they found vials or pill bottles treat stomach ailments. Okay. <laughs> so we um, know that there was a Nazi there that had a, some stomach aches, at least. Exactly. I mean, okay. it, 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 it's Hitler. <laughs> Let, let's let's not uh, let's not beat around the bush anymore. This is Hitler. Either Ethan is quite convinced. <laughs> Hey, I was all for history and learning and all that stuff, but then when I learned that, hey, Hitler could have survived and dived deeper into this, I actually believe that he made it out of there. Yeah. Well, I think it's just because it's something that we've been, you know, taught since elementary school that, you know, every history class, like, oh, Hitler died, Hitler died. Mm-hmm. So even just the thought of someone saying, like, hey, maybe he survived, it just, like, you're just like, no, that can't be happening. There's just compounding, I mean, it's thing after thing, either whether it's factual not Hitler himself, but you can prove, hey, there was a mass exodus out of Germany on this date. I mean, th- these things are irrefutable. Right. I mean, was Hitler on that? I don't know. There's exact. definitely there's some Nazi... That, that, that there is Nazi movement. Right, okay. I mean, it sounds like they definitely had some kind of escape plan, or at least an extensive network where some of them were able to get out and... Right try to flee the the allies i mean so eventually he went on a two-year hiatus and then reappears in 1947 
in uh, Casino Brazil, where he's spotted at a hotel attending a ballet, but nearby is some military radio equipment. So you're, you're thinking, you know, he could be there radioing in to his fellow people from distant lands. Yeah, but I mean, Germany at that time was... Maybe not Germany in general. There, there's Germans everywhere. Just little hot spots of the Nazis exactly. hiding all over yeah. the place. Some kind of gorilla action going on. Tune in here to the station, and let, let me uh, let me tell you what the, the, the sweet, Fourth Reich is all yeah, about. Yeah, the here. sweet voice of Adolf Hitler on the radio. <laughs> also at Casino, there was uh, German espionage. There, there were several Germans rounded up for uh, spying activity. Hmm. So, so once again, there's at least some kind of German activity going exactly. on. Exactly. There's also that re- of reports that Hitler had made it to Bogota, Colombia. This one. There's not so much. This is all... Conjecture. Yeah. So apparently he made it to Bogota on a plane with German physicists and nuclear plans. With with the, the bomb and then he had nuclear plans so he can make a nuclear warhead. Right. That uh, you're, you're at Columbia, so you're within shooting range of the U.S. Yeah, but... I mean, no, I'm not, no. That, this is all like you said, conjecture. I, was gonna I say, can't, I can't, I I can't vouch for this exactly this part. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't. But there's an apparent uh, like dumping of a plane in a marsh and everything. Yeah. I mean, I'm not completely up to date with my 1940s South American military, <laughs> but I, just, I can't think of any of them with the capability of launching rockets all the way to the United States or uh, what well, have you. I can't remember what the bomb is. This is. U.S. technology is like a... I can't remember the bomb, but based on that time and this bomb specifically, it could reach the U.S. Now, did they recover this, or is it all just... No, this, like you said, conjecture. Okay. All right. So this part of the story, there's not... All <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot of, uh, you know, things that could support this Right, some claim. loose strings. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, it, even if Hitler, you know, escaped, he's going through all these different countries... He, I mean, he's what, what's, on the run. What's his? Yeah, but I mean, what's his end game? What is he trying to? He's trying to create the Fourth Reich because huh. the the Third Reich went so well. So he's, he's trying to do over. <laughs> if you don't first succeed, try again. <laughs> so my concluding verdict, uh, based on my research, I cannot for certain prove that Hitler made it out of Berlin alive, but there is no doubting, however, that there is more evidence supporting Hitler's escape from surrounding opposing forces than his suicide in a bunker. Okay, so Ethan's pretty pretty convinced on this theory that Hitler actually escaped World War II. I can entertain the thought. It's fun to think about, but I'm still... I'm, I'm not quite convinced. I'm, I'm pretty sure that... I, mean, I don't know if he actually shot himself in the head or died of Parkinson's or got blown apart by a Russian artillery or something, but I'm pretty sure that Hitler died in Berlin. No, oh, Hitler made it to South America. I'm just being reasonable. <laughs> All right, so that's the end of our episode discussing the possibility that Adolf Hitler survived and escaped Berlin in World War II. There's no possibility about it. He made it out. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, we would like to hear your feedback. What 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 side of the fence are you on? Did he die in Berlin or did he escape and uh, parade around South America causing trouble? You can leave comments on our website and listen and download episodes at strangematterspodcast.com. If you want to shoot us an email for any suggestions or to continue this line of discussion, 
Our email is strangematterspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also like us on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, we'll be doing something special for those connected with us on social media soon. So be sure to follow us if you want to get involved with the show. And if anybody you have any family or friends who are interested in these kind of weird conspiracies or unsolved mysteries or crimes, uh, let them know about the show. We're always trying to gain new listeners. If you're listening to us on iTunes and Stitcher, please take the time to rate and review us. It helps uh, promote the podcast and that helps attract new listeners to the show. So once again, thanks for listening and we will see you next time on the Strange Matters Podcast. See you later, guys. Take care.